all of my patients hear about exercise. And for me to sit there and preach exercise and health and wellness and not be doing my, that myself, I, I, I see it as, as sort of hypocritical. If healthcare is broken, who's working to fix it? I'm Dr. Charles O'Malley. And I'm Dr. Justin Geisinger. This is More Than Medicine. For our first episode, we were lucky enough to talk to Dr. Jeffrey Kirkner. Um, he's a primary care physician here in Lancaster, but he's also the president of the FNM Track Club. Yeah, I've uh, had the opportunity to know Jeff for quite a while, running with him over at the FNM Track Club. He gives us very challenging workouts every week, and he certainly has a huge passion for running. Yeah, and you know, we know that healthcare providers who exercise and live a healthy lifestyle are the ones best suited to give advice to their patients on living a healthy lifestyle, exercising properly, all those good things. So, you know, Jeff is is certainly uh, the kind of person who can blend both of those worlds. Yeah, and he certainly does that. Like I said, he's got the passion for the running and the knowledge and the medicine. And uh, I think this uh, really does well to educate others on how this can help their lives. Okay, hope you enjoy. All right, first of all, Dr. Kirkner, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here today. Um, obviously, you're the guinea pig for all this, so again, we appreciate your, uh, your time and, and willingness to, uh, to give this a shot. So um, as we get started, you know, how about you tell us something about yourself that you know, otherwise we wouldn't know or, or be aware of? Um, so I think one thing I, I guess I'd like to bring up is um, relating to my work, my professional work, I think many people, um, including sometimes I, even my own parents, didn't really uh, understand the work that I did, except besides um, he's a doctor, and uh, although I'm um, family medicine formally by training, a primary care physician, uh, essentially my whole 29 years of my medical career since finishing my residency training has been really focused and dedicated to taking care of people with HIV AIDS. Um, I developed a strong interest to this um, in 1989 when I worked in Washington DC with the Healthcare for the Homeless Project, um, taking care of uh, many African American men and women during that time. For, with the disease, it really didn't have any good treatments. I brought that skill, that passion, uh, back to Lancaster as part of my clinical practice for six years in private practice. And for 21 years at Lancaster General, where I established a specific HIV clinical care program that we've now had for 21 years. Um, we care for about 650 adults in Lancaster City and County uh, with HIV AIDS. Um, the disease has um, been put asunder, uh, not cured, but by uh, incredible therapy. So it's been a very um, challenging long-term endeavor of, of taking care of a uh, patient population that for many years had a terminal illness and now have we've turned that into a chronic disease thanks to good therapies but it still creates um, a lot of challenging day-to-day um, -day work taking care of this patient population and some of that I think has translated into um, my um, my uh, passion for running if you will and uh, some life balances needed to take care of a, a fairly needy chronically ill group of people um, and uh, keeping that uh, keeping that all in perspective but that's a big part of my professional work that I'm still doing on an ongoing basis that um, I think many people um, don't really necessarily know or appreciate. 
All right. Excellent. So do you find, you know, just to kind of piggyback off of that a little bit, do you find that, you know, because like you said, it's, it's kind of challenging work, do you find that running is a release for you or is that something that complements you in such a way that it stimulates you? What, what do you find that, that running I, gives you? I would say probably more of a release. So um, the other thing I was going to mention, I, I haven't been a lifelong runner, people you know, ask me this sometime. I actually discovered running during my uh, post-medical school residency training um, around 1988, I believe. I, I ran my first race that fall. Uh, I was a biker. Um, I enjoyed bicycling, um, following the Tour de France, riding with the Lancaster Bicycle Club when I was growing up in Lancaster. Um, so I really sort of saw myself as a cyclist, uh, discovered running probably, I look back around the summer of 1988 and stayed with it since then but I have found it to be, on a long-term basis, such um, an incredible balance piece to um, a very, very um, challenging and taxing uh, professional career that um, would often entail 60 to 70 hours a week of working. Um, so I just really found it um, as, an, as an outlet, uh, as a balance, um, as a stress reliever, uh, a, a variety of things in that regard. And also something that I could fit in to a very busy schedule. Um, from you know, working, transitioning to you know, having a family and finding that, um, that time to uh, fit, fit my run in, whether it be 30 minutes, uh, longer running. So, uh, yeah, so the, uh, the, the running that has become a big part of my life uh, absolutely uh, is a compliment to uh, my professional career as a physician. Right now I see them very much um, interchangeable. Okay. So, you know, kind of speaking to that with with being president of the FNM Track Club and, you know, being obviously a high-level professional physician, you know, how do you, how do you make time for both of those or, or how do you manage your time in such a way that, that you can do both of those really, really well? Well, when I looked at this question, my wife's response was, little sleep and lots of coffee. And <laughs> nice. That's, uh, there's a certain truth to that. Uh, but, uh, no, I think for all of us, um, you know, for, for Justin, many of my friends who have, um, you guys who, who work in the healthcare arena, I think we all have um, challenging, professional, uh, but very blessed careers we feel de very dedicated to. And if you're going to be good at what you do, um, it takes time. It takes commitment. But I think we're always... Um, you know, looking for that proverbial life balance, and um, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure if we ever know exactly what that is. Um, certainly, I can cite examples of patients or people going to one extreme um, to the other. But I, I think even at this point, 28 years into my career, 29, 30 years into my running, um, it's still a, it's still a day-to-day -day challenge uh, because there are uh, many people who want us. Uh, we want to be uh, dedicated to the people we serve, but we want to be um, um, good fathers, good husbands, uh, good family people, um, and uh, it's uh, it's again it's it's a, a an ongoing um, challenge. Uh, I really think for for all of us, but at the same time, I think when we have those challenges, it forces us to um, structure our lives a little bit more and carve out time for the things that we need to do, and uh, and probably be better at it. Yeah, maybe this is even a better question for your wife, but would you say that running enhances the other areas of your life? Oh, a a absolutely, Justin. I really, um, yeah, many areas of my life. I mean, it certainly has um, led to many of the very uh, close, uh, personal, um, and significant important relationships uh, that I have with, with many of my friends in, um, 
in the Lancaster area. Uh, most of my friends, um, you know, for better or worse, are, are runners, and that's how we've met each other, we've connected, we've had that common bond, although our, our professional and personal careers uh, are, are very different. Um, uh, the running has provided me um, many meaningful relationships, and many people have said, what's life about? Meaningful relationships, again, with family, friends, uh, whatever that may be. So my running relationships are, are, uh, are very important. Um, and, you know, sort of going back to the work piece, um, you know, my work continues to be uh, time-consuming, uh, mentally and, and physically stressful at times, and again, having that, that outlet for running, whether it's my, my pre-run uh, morning or my pre-work morning run, um, which I've just started embracing the last couple of years, uh, partially motivated my wife getting up in the morning, who also has become a runner. Um, a great way to start my day when I know I'm heading into a very busy, busy day, whether it's patient care meetings, preparing lectures, um, getting that, that run in uh, first thing in the morning, um, as one of our running colleagues said, uh, once you have that done, they can't take it away from you. Nice. Uh, regardless of how good or how bad the rest of the day goes, so I, I kind of keep that in mind um, when I'm uh, fortunate enough to get uh, time to get out in the morning uh, for that first run. So, um, and then other times that doesn't happen. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, as I'm sometimes uh, looking ahead, not wanting to wish my life away too quickly, looking at the clock, three o'clock, four o'clock, you know, almost done, last meeting, last patient. As soon as I get home, I want to get out for my run. Um, you know, that's the balance on the other side. So it's, it's there every day. I think it's a matter of uh, when I fit it in. In years past, it used to be sneaking out of the hospital at lunchtime uh, instead of going to a teaching conference and getting my run in, running the Red Rose course, running out through Grandview Heights. And I still do that on occasion, but uh, not as much anymore. It's usually a morning or afternoon kind of uh, balance thing between work and getting my run or my exercise in. Um, I, I unfortunately don't run every day any longer. I find it uh, almost 59. Uh, that prevents that presents some ch physical challenges um, in terms of running every day and mileage and of course the whole injury piece. Sure. That's not good for any of us. Yeah, we know a thing or two about that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> injury shuts you down. Yes. Um, so, you know, obviously the, the reason we wanted to speak with you today is, is you kind of are the bridge between these two worlds of, you know, you're a primary care physician, you know, you help people in that way, but then you also lead this kind of community-based wellness that is the FNM Track Club. So, you know, what, what things do you see that kind of bridge those two worlds that you can take from FNM and apply to your medical practice? or? take from medical practice and apply at the FNM Track Club? Well, I think at the FNM Track Club, it's a little bit different. I think uh, the medical piece of it, we have several physicians in the group. We have several okay. physical therapists in the group. So I think within the FNM Track Club, which is, is, is a competitive running group, and, 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 and I'm, I'm proud of that and will admit that, and we, we promote that competitive piece, um, is um, you know we, we provide uh, medical advice uh, for each other. Uh, sometimes that's good, sometimes it's probably better done in a professional setting than <clears throat> up on the track. Um, when somebody starts telling me about issues with their sinuses the other night and what did I think um, in between intervals, sometimes not the, the easiest time to have our conversations or if I wasn't saying, why do you think my knee's hurting right now? You, you kind of have to move on from from that, but I think it's really the, the not so much between the FM track club, I think the bridging is between 
the running aspect of life and taking that back to my patients. My exam rooms at Lancaster General um, have marathon posters in there that I'm proud of, Boston, Chicago, New York. Um, I, I, you know, unabashedly share my running experience with my patients and some of my patients have become runners, not a lot through, through the years, but really as, as a motivational piece to say, hey, I exercise every day. This is important for you. We know this is beneficial um, for bone health, for mental health, for, you know, cholesterol, glucose intolerance. I, I think the, the health benefits of exercise scientifically are so well established, but implementing that at a patient care level, at a lifestyle level, community level, uh, continues to be very challenging. We have a 60% obesity, uh, obesity uh, incidence in the United States, which is absolutely terrible. And you know that, and I know that, and, and how do we reverse that? So um, in my clinical world, um, I bring that into every um, probably patient encounter. I'm, I'm seeing again mostly patients with a chronic disease. HIV is a chronic disease and we're talking about chronic disease management, um, taking their medications every day, coming in for their blood work, for their checkups. There's, there's disease monitoring as there would be with diabetes, with cancer survivors. These are chronic conditions that require medical attention but to do better with these conditions I think um, you know wellness, um, good diet, exercise, exercise repeatedly, uh, we know is, is beneficial. It's not just a mental thing. I mean, there, there's, again, there, there, there's scientific proof of the benefits of, of physical exercise. So using my running career, what I do, um, I think helps motivate my patients. Um, I wish more so. Um, I bring it up probably with almost every patient encounter. What are you doing for exercise? Have you been exercising? Um, how can we uh, make this easier for you? I went on the web the other day and, and printed out an exercise prescription of just a walking program nice. uh, for one of my patients who was in recovery from uh, drug addiction. And she's been clean for about three years and okay. she's also gained about 40 pounds. Okay. Um, and that's that in that world is not uncommon when people make those, those lifestyle changes from bad habits to <clears throat> healthy habits, um, the weight gain piece comes in, and, and so we have to find ways to fend that off. So again, at, at, at a very basic clinical level, um, uh, all of my patients hear about exercise, and for me to sit there and preach exercise and health and wellness and not be doing my, that myself, I, I, I see it as, as sort of hypocritical, so I can really say that I'm, I'm walking the walk, this is what I do. No, I don't want you to go to come to the F&M track and run intervals with me. That's not for most people. Mm -hmm. um, but I say, look at your watch, walk out the door, walk 15 minutes, turn around and come back. You've got your 30 minutes in for the day. Maybe pick it up a little bit longer, increase the duration of time, and really preach um, to the benefits of exercise, which, I, as I said, we, we know are there. Uh, those of us who do this have experienced it. Um, um, uh, we embrace it. We like it. Um, and um, getting, um, again, our, our patients, our family, our friends, um, um, to, to, to sort of follow suit and do something, uh, I think is, is really critically important to the, the health and wellness of our, of our country, of our community. Again, I go back to the obesity rate, and we know all the bad things medically mm -hmm. associated with obesity, whether it's diabetes, whether it's heart disease, whether it's degenerative joint disease, um, it, it's um, malignancies. Cancer has been strongly associated um, <clears throat> with being overweight. So I think it really behooves the medical profession, but also... Um, I'll say the uh, the political community um, to help us find ways to make our communities healthier and healthier and get our patients and friends um, to exercise and, and segue into that uh, is a real challenge because Definitely. again getting back to the FM track club what we've created there is is I think a 
a, a competitive group, a different type of runner, people who want to push themselves hard, people who want to race, people who want to compete against each other, uh, post-collegiate runners, um, and most of these people are, are obviously already converts. Um, we, we're, we're, we're healthy, we're, we're obsessive, uh, we, we're not afraid to push ourselves to the point of injury. Sure. Um, so, um, but again, I, I think I love it when we're up at the track Tuesday night and there's been times where I've seen some of my patients up there just walking and I go up and talk to them and say, this, this makes me feel so good to see you do this. That's awesome. And then they see what I'm doing, um, look, thinking probably I'm a little crazy as they see us sort of flying around the track and hands on our <laughs> knees when we're done, but you know, saying this is what I do, um, this is what you're doing, and this is all good. Yeah. I really like what you had to say there, Dr. Kerner, about printing out and ever encouraging walking. And uh, there was a story in the Atlantic magazine where they were actually talking about the health crisis in terms of anxiety. And there was a physician in New York City who actually had a script pad and upon evaluation, if he felt someone needed help with anxiety, instead of writing out a script for uh, medication, he wrote the directions to Central Park and said to walk 150 minutes per week, and then if he's still having complications, come back and see him about a medication. I thought, wow, what a unique doctor that is. So I was glad to hear that there's others uh, not seeking for just that medication first. Absolutely. I mean, again, I think Americans and our society are, are, are too quick to take a pill, take a pill for cholesterol, take a pill for your diabetes. Take a part, take a pill for um, anxiety and depression, and, um, and and then take a pill for the side effect of that pill. Of the side effect, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I, I could certainly talk a lot about um, polypharmacy and the side effects of drugs and treating drugs to treat other side effects. But again, we we, we have some some reasonable science. I mean, there was a study done at at, at Duke University years ago uh, with the drug sertraline or Zoloft, and it was a very small study. I think a, a month or two, and basically you have a placebo group who got exercise and the Zoloft group, and, and, and there's clinical scales that you can do to measure people's uh, levels of depression in response to treatment, mm -hmm. and it's been, it's been shown to be as effective as, as an antidepressant medication. So there's a few other studies like that as well, as Justin alluded to, uh, for anxiety, sort of getting back to our own personal and professional stressful lives. Um, um, you know, a good stress reliever, and that's been some of the days where I, I would take that second run because you get that morning run and you feel pretty good. You get into work, you have a hard day, um, causes some stress and anxiety, and, and having that outlet that those of us who have been blessed enough to discover running um, to do that late run day, um, late day run. Sometimes I'll come home and you know say to my wife, "I'm just going to go over to Bakerfield." do a lap or two, 20, 25 minutes, this will diffuse me from a pretty stressful day and I'll feel better and be in a better place. Um, and again, I think we need to um, uh, find ways to get that message across to people um, that if we can get them to exercise, uh, the benefits, again, the physical benefits I think are well established. I think some of the um, mental health benefits, if you will, as, as Justin alluding to, whether it's, it's people dealing with depression, life stresses, anxiety, um, they, will, they will feel better, they will improve, uh, but uh, we have to find ways to uh, encourage, whether it's a pres prescription for that, but also get people physically out there, um, locations exercise, places mm -hmm. exercise, beyond the college track, because the track can be intimidating for, for some people. So uh, where can people um, walk, exercise, particularly those who live you know, in Lancaster City, I think our options are somewhat limited and we need to work on that going forward as a community. Do you have any recommendations for people who 
you know, whether it be because of access to resources or, you know, kind of there can be that intimidation factor of joining a group like the FNM Track Club. Like you said, hey, we're competitive. We're the people that like to push ourselves. You know, you have the person who's just looking to, you know, start a five, you know, do a couch to 5K kind of thing. You know, you know that if that patient walks in your door, you know what kind of resources are you giving them to to get that ball rolling? Yeah, that's that's a challenge. Um, getting back to the FNM Track Club, um, you know we are we are a welcoming group. Um, uh, I've had conversations <clears throat> with people that I talk to about the club, what we do, what our goals are. I, I tell them some of the um, fast times that our younger guys have been running the last year or two, and again that can be kind of intimidating. But I also um, invite them. We're, 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 we're very open as Justin goes. And I basically say, you know, come up and um, join us. Try it for a Tuesday or two. It might not be what you're looking for. It might be a little too intimidating. I really don't want to run this hard, this fast. I don't want to feel like I'm going to, you know, throw up after running a couple 400s. This, this is not this is not what I'm about, or, or perhaps they do come up and they've gotten injured, so I usually say come up and try this a few times. So again, that's, that's sort of taking the running exercise uh, to a different level. You have to have more of a passion and want to be competitive. Um, you know, moving it back to you know, recreational running, um, exercising, one of the things I do on a very basic level, although I know this about most of my patients, I usually say is, is where do you live? I'm from Lancaster, I've been in here back in the community since 1990. So I know the community fairly well. So if they say I live on South Duke Street or I live in Lidditz or I live in Mountville, uh, I have a pretty good personal knowledge of the geography and the, the availabilities of those areas. Um, to kind of encourage or discuss uh, where people can walk. I have a fair number of patients who live in the, in the Columbia area. Columbia put in that wonderful rail trail along the river. Mm -hmm. um, and of course that's been growing in, in the county, but that's the, the issue there that most of those, whether it, at Gretna or the, the Enola uh, line, or again, uh, the Columbia uh, Marietta trails. Um, so I, I encourage patients to tell patients, hey, you can go exercise here, walk there, but there, there aren't um, a, enough of those places available. I think particularly for uh, residents of Lancaster City where about 75% of my patients reside. Okay. Um, so it's a little, a little more challenging. Um, Lancaster County Park, that's, that's okay. Um, but, um, but again, if I you know, have a patient who lives on East Chestnut Street, I'll think of a running route and I'll say, okay, you know, walk down East Chestnut Street at Mustard Park, go left on Broad, come back up Walnut, come back over Shippen. That's about um, a mile and a half or two miles. Okay. Another common route that I encourage my city uh, residents to try to take on is the um, there are our warm-up and cool-down route with the FNM Track Club, and that's a loop around Buchanan Park and the FNM campus. That's about a mile and a half. Okay. Um, so I uh, very uh, frequently have... Um, printed out a map or wrote direction down or, or just described a location to some of my patients who live in the city and say, hey, you know, head over there. The other nice thing is you'll, you'll see other people doing the same thing sure. um, and you can you know, kind of join in, feel a little bit more motivated. But I think as a, as a city, as a community, um, we, have to, um, we, have to, we have to do better. Um, I, I know the city did a, a walkability study a couple of years ago. Uh, I think we're moving ahead with that as, as a Lancaster community. I think we need to do better. Uh, it's encouraging to see the bike lanes growing. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I've been using some of the bike lanes to, to run in. I feel a little safer there as opposed to running on the sidewalk. But I think, uh, yeah, I think as a, as a community, uh, we can we can certainly do more. And those of us, um, yourself, Justin, those of us in um, the uh, the medical profession, um, you know, hopefully in the community can promote. Um, 
some of these things, uh, walking paths, walking trails, um, pedestrian-friendly uh, routes in the city where you don't have to worry about getting hit by a car, those kind of things. Um, so, um, yeah, so I think we, uh, yeah, I think we, we, we have some, some work to do uh, if we're really going to promote health and wellness uh, within our own community here. Could you um, see uh, or foresee Lancaster becoming like one of those uh, fittest cities in, in America, like a, a Portland uh, Oregon or like a, a Colorado town where Boulder, everybody Boulder just seems to be Madison, Wisconsin. biking, running, walking? Um, possibly one day, Justin. Um, maybe not in my lifetime. Uh, that, 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 would, um, that would take a whole lot of work and time, but um, I think we can do a whole lot better than uh, what we have been doing. I know, again, at a population health level, um, like Sir General has been promoting some of the exercise health and wellness the last couple of years. Um, again, I think we can we can do better um, in terms of quantitatively saying we'll be a top five city or top ten city. Um, uh, you know, based on our, our population and our accomplishments. Um, I guess we'll have to see. Um, I think we have to provide the, um, as I said, the uh, the resources um, to make that happen and. Those kind of communities, like Colorado, uh, like Portland, again, I think have established more of a an infrastructure for walking, exercise, um, safe biking um, than we have in Lancaster at this time. But um, certainly, a, a formidable goal, a whole lot better than where we are. And I think, again, getting back to the obesity piece, we does have a very high obesity rate, like the rest of the country. So that should be a matter uh, for all of us, whether it's the medical community or the political community. We've, we've got to order. Um, to do better here and create a healthier community. So just to kind of finish up here, aside from the obvious physical benefits of exercise, um, you, know, you know, that kind of part makes sense. What are the other things that you see, um, you know, we kind of talked about anxiety a little bit, but what other things do you see that are a benefit to people getting out and moving, you, you know, whether we're talking about the social aspect of it or, or the safety aspect of being in a, in a community-based uh, kind of wellness program? What are, what are some of the other things that you see um, that can be really, you know, a positive from engaging in something, uh, something that's community-based? Um, I think I probably touched upon this already, <clears throat> and I think for me personally, and for again uh, many of the uh, people that I know, um, it's relationship piece um, of the uh, people you meet uh, from the running community. You know, that being said, many of us ironically do a lot of our miles by ourselves. I'll probably mm -hmm. run by myself later this morning. Uh, I did that yesterday morning. Um, so. Uh, certain places, situations, uh, I think having those relationships or a partner or two uh, as a motivator because I think that's challenging for many of the patients that I talk to and people who perhaps live alone. It would be nice if they have somebody to pick up the phone and say, okay, we're, we're going out for a 30-minute walk now. Um, so I think um, if you can discover exercise, but through that get connected to other people, maybe a program at the Y or just coming up to the track or um, in that area and, and meeting other people. Um, I think you get the, the benefits of perhaps building some new relationships, but also getting that you know getting that exercise component that uh, we know is so important and so important for um, for health and wellness um, you know going forward. So that would be uh, probably the the most um, important thing that I, I would say aside from you know weight loss or you know, 
glucose um, tolerance improvement, lowering your cholesterol, um, improving bone mineral density, and then um, some of the other mental health benefits. I, I sort of come back to the, uh, the relationship piece um, that, that this can provide for many of us. Um, while I'm here this morning, why, how I met Justin Geisinger sure. many years ago when we started the FNM Track Club and has become a, um, a very good friend and, and, and sharing many mutual friends. So I think that's um, something that, that can grow um, out of all of this. I was just going to add to that about like accountability. Like you say, sure, you're going to be running alone today, but you know there will be a workout or a race or something coming up where there will be others, and that will, if you haven't done your homework, it'll kind of be exposed at that point. And uh, so, no, absolutely, for, for sure. And again, I think getting back to to our club, as you know, Justin, I think it's been a it's been a, gro a great motivator uh, for many of the people who've come in. Some obviously a very accomplished college careers, as you well know, but we've had other people come in, like um, a, a good friend who just ran Boston on Monday, Jim Spinagle, who came into our group as a novice runner eight or nine years ago, rather intimidated, a, a 345 marathoner who goes to a sub three hour marathoner, and I think wow. ran his eighth Boston on Monday, um, um, Isabel Benz, um, she's now 66 or 67, she joined our group last year is kind of a novice runner and you know within a period of time is winning her age group at every race in the county um, she she ran Boston on Monday so we've we've seen um, some people come into our group and uh, feel pushed feel motivated um, absolutely an accountability piece there um, uh, people check in with me uh, to let me know they got the workout done when they, they can't make it Tuesday nights and um, I think uh, again, that's uh, you know that's a good thing. And I not infrequently will touch base with email and um, our club on the weekend. Did you get your long run in? Uh, how many miles did you do? Where did you go? Those kind of things. And and again, that's where the uh, the power of the group um, at, at our level um, is, is a really good uh, a really good motivator. Okay. All right. Well, we won't hold you up any longer. Uh, you got to get your morning run in yet. Is that right? Yes. All right. Yeah. Short, so. short one. Long one tomorrow. Short. Okay. One, short one today, and, and probably some spinning. Okay, excellent. Well, thank you again. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And uh, enjoy the nice weekend. Weather should be good for getting out and getting around. Absolutely. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of More Than Medicine. For more information about this podcast, who we are, and what we do, please visit Justin's website, refinemove.com and click the More Than Medicine tab. Once again, that's refinemove.com. Thanks for listening.